You are listening to Out of Your Tree Podcast with me, Marie, and this is episode two. I have fun plans for you guys. Not this episode, though. This episode's gonna be crazy town names. Next episode is gonna be fun. You might enjoy this one. So, crazy town names of the U.S. We'll start with Alabama. Bacon level. Setting the scene, pioneer travelers find that their camp has been robbed. And they ask this lady, hey, where's her shit? And she's like, oh, well, you know, I saw some people take your stuff down at the place where the trail leveled out. And they go, and that's where their bacon was. So they named it Bacon Level. There's no census data, so the population is unknown. In the biggest news I could find on this city, there was a large quantity of marijuana and paraphernalia that was found after a search warrant in June of 2021. So if you guys are looking for a small town to do your deals, don't do it. They're watching. They're bored. Don't do it. The next one is Alaska. Chicken, but not named after chickens. Founded in the 1890s by gold mining prospectors, they survived their winter by eating ptarmigan, now the Alaska state bird. They wanted to name the town ptarmigan, but to avoid misspelling, they named it chicken. 12 people are living here according to the 2020 census. 2021 headlines, Jack in the Box donated $10,000 to help the town recover from the pandemic. On to Arizona. First one we're going to talk about is Sholo. Named after a marathon poker game between two early settlers in 1870 to determine who keeps the land and who leaves because ain't enough room in this town for the two of us. They played a card game to determine one man said if you can show low you win. The other man flipped the deuce of clubs winning the game and the main road is deuce of clubs. 2021 census reports a population of 11,967. Sholo ranks 29 on the list of cities with most reported UFO sightings in Arizona, so if you're an alien buff, go there. Also in Arizona is the city called Y. Residents wanted to name it Y, just a letter, but were told that it had to be at least three letters long. So they said okay. So just name it Y. 2020 census reported a population of 65. In California, we have Rough and Ready, established in 1849 in honor of General Zachary Taylor. It was named after the Rough and Ready Company of Miners from Wisconsin. 2020 census says 511. A bit of news. The Rough and Ready Fire Department was facing closure early this year due to a lack of funding. They only just changed from volunteer staff to paid staff in the last five years. The March News reported that they planned fundraising to pay their firefighters. It's unknown if they succeeded the goal, but their last Facebook post was made in July stating they were joint staffing with Nevada County Consolidated Fire Department. And I just answered my own question. In Maryland, we have Accident. Established in 1916, the town got its name long before the 1750s. 
George Deacon surveyed the land after King George II gave it to him. After he and the engineers surveyed it, they found that they have surveyed it twice. Deacons patented the land, the accident trekked. 338 people as of 2021. And in recent news, the Grinch was spotted in accident in December of 2020. Big news. In Michigan, we have Hell. Founded in 1830s, the name origin is debated. George Reeves brought in businesses from sawmill to a tavern. One theory is that he said, I don't care, you can name it Hell for all I care, when asked what to name it. Another theory is that the wives of the distillery workers would say their husbands had gone to hell again when they didn't come home. It's said Reeves paid them in whiskey. 72 people as of 2021. In 2016, hell was up for sale for $900,000. This includes land of prime commercial property and the rights to merchandise and hell theme slogans. Who wants to go buy a city? Climax, also Michigan, in 1834, Judge Caleb Eldred and his family arrived. Dan, his son, climbed a tree and said, this caps the climax of everything we saw. So they named it Climax Prairie. 726 people as of 2021. In January 2015, a tractor trailer hit another truck, causing a 193 vehicle pileup, one fatality, 63 people given tickets for driving improperly in the wintry circumstance. In the pileup was a truck with 40,000 pounds of commercial fireworks. They did go off. The next city is Colin. Yes, Colin. Platted in 1844, incorporated as a village in 1904. This one is pretty simple and terrifying. Lorenzi Shellhouse popped open a dictionary and chose the first word he feasted his eyes on. That was colon. 1,199 people as of 2021. It is also proudly known as the magic capital of the world where 1926 magician Harry Blackstone bought property. It's also a great place to take your kids if they love magic. And the last city in Michigan is Big Sag. In Tribune and Winnet Times, August 22, 1940, they state that it's named for a topographical feature at this point. In other words, something in the scenery was sagged. There is no information on population, and any amenities it may have is off the map. I also couldn't find any news covering this place, so if there are people living there, it's pretty quiet. Let's travel on into New Mexico and the city truth and consequences. Ralph Edwards, radio and television producer, emceed a game show called Truth or Consequences in the 40s and 50s. He found a town that would change its name to his show's name. The town was previously named Little Hot Springs. 6,062 people as of 2021. It was advertised as a city of health due to its bathhouses and hot springs. David Parker Ray, also known as the Toy Box Killer, worked maintenance for the New Mexico Parks Department in Truth or Consequences. If you haven't checked out his story, it's, it's creepy. Go check it out, but it's creepy. In North Carolina, we have Booger Town. No, not that kind of booger. Not the one that you dig for gold up in your nose. Moonshiners warned the bogeyman lurked in the forest to scare visitors from visiting. So back then, they called the bogeyman Boogerman. 
36 people as of 2016. It is a town within the city of Gastonia. The next town is Why Not? After debating what to name their town, a man said, Why not name the town Why Not? And let's go home. I'm guessing it was a long debate and the dude just wanted to go home for dinner. Population is unknown. In Oklahoma, we have Cookie Town, named for a mercantile at the crossroads owned by Marvin Cornelius. The owner of the store gave cookies to children. There's about 10 residents today, and it is considered a ghost town. In Pennsylvania, there is Intercourse, formerly Cross Keys, is theorized to be named after an old racetrack on Old Philly Pike. This track's name was Intercourse in 1814. 1,899 people as of 2020. It is known as a destination where Amish farmers, craftsmen, and locals conduct business, kind of like a market city. Then we have Bird in Hand. On the city sign, it says, quote, named for a picture on old hotel swinging sign founded in 1734, end quote. Surveyors decided to stay at the Log Hut Inn built by William McNabb and they named the village. 352 people as of 2020, now known as Amish country and holds guided tours. So if you want to go ride on a buggy and see how the Amish live, I'd go there. Sounds fun. In Texas, we have Cut and Shoot. In 1912, there was a confrontation among residents. No one is sure what the dispute was, but it was intense. A little boy yelled, I'm gonna cut around this corner and shoot through the bushes in a minute. And later, that's what the residents named it. 1,139 people as of 2021. In 1958, a local heavyweight boxer, Roy Harris, fought Lloyd Patterson for the heavyweight title. Next up, we have Ding Dong. No, not Ding Dong Ditch or the other ding-dong you might be thinking about. Jehetta the gutter. It's named after Zulus and Bert Bell. Settlers who opened a store and had bells painted on a sign. Under the bells were ding and dong. Later on, they named the city ding-dong. 22 people as of 2000. I have no idea how many people are living there now. It's a ranch community with a self-proclaimed mayor. Two votes and six goats helped her win the race. I think she got it barely. And the last town in Texas is Uncertain. Once known as Uncertain Landing because steamboat captains had difficulty mooring their vessels there. 88 people as of 2021. And I think the people here just chill and fish and hunt. There's not a lot of younger people, no women. There is a documentary on this town called Uncertain. Gonna add that to my watch list. Fellas, if you like fishing, you might want to go there. Check it out. Ladies, don't do it. It's a man's town. In Wyoming, we have chug water. Natives called the area water at the place where the buffalo chug. Honestly, when I first heard the city name, I was going to think people chugging water. For some weird reason, it was murky, dirty water they were chugging. 178 people as of 2021. Also home of the Chugwater Chili Mix. So if you have some of those spices up on your shelf, this is where it's from. In West Virginia, we have Booger Hole. Same booger as last. It's Bogeyman. Guys, Bogeyman. The name derived from bogey or bogeyman in the early 1900s. 
There was a series of murders and disappearances. Around 12 people died or vanished within two years. Population is unknown, but ghost hunters often visit Booger Hole believing it to be haunted. Well, yeah, maybe. In Vermont, we have Bread Loaf, named after Bread Loaf Mountain. The Native American name for the mountain was Namalzo. Probably said that wrong. Meaning twin loaves of bread. Around 4,000 people, according to a real estate site, though no homes are currently up for sale. It is home of the yearly Bread Loaf Writers Conference, the oldest and most prestigious writing conference in this country. Warning! This next set of names may have you clutching those pearls, so please fetch them from your purse. I'll wait. Anyways, in Kentucky, we have Sugar Tit a community that once existed but since has been annexed into Florence and Union cities. The local men would go to the store in the winter during slow farm season, they would be home late for dinner, and their wives would say they quote-unquote had to have a sugar tit at the store. The dictionary definition of sugar tit is a piece of cloth containing moist sugar wrapped to resemble a nipple or used to pacify an infant. In Missouri, we have cooter, not that kind of cooter. Named in 1854 for the Kutra family, 343 people as of 2020. The town seems to be quiet. I can't find any big news there, but they do have a house for sale at a great price. Kind of makes me want to dwell in cooter. In Ohio, we have Knock'em Stiff. There's a debate over the name origin, but many agree it's associated with moonshine and bar fights. 56,915 people, there's about, I don't know what year. There is a book, Knock'em Stiff, by Donald Ray Pollock, who grew up there. He describes the city as rough and rowdy. In Virginia, we have Ass a Woman. Ass a Woman. Or originally, Assateague, an Algonquin word meaning stream or inlet in the middle or across. 320 as of 2020, known for island tours, outdoors galore, and island cruises. In Wyoming, we have Métis, said to derive from a native phrase meaning meeting place. 314 people as of 2021. It holds a history of Shoshone natives and infamous outlaws like Butch Cassidy and Billy the Kid. They hold fun tours to learn of the cowboy days, and the historic buildings and hitching rails are still standing. And last, but not least, because I'm sure there are so many more, Blue Ball, Delaware. The town was developed by the Weldon family and named after a tavern. Instead of hanging a sign for their tavern, they hung a blue ball on the top of a post that let people know, hey, stay here. Population is unknown, but it is now a historic site, and the Blue Ball Barn is home to the Delaware Folk Art Collection. If you want to learn some history, that would be a cool place to go to. And this concludes Episode 2 of Out of Your Tree Podcast. See you next time. <laughs>